We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. What an appropriate psalm for this day. Which is a day upon which we are publicly gathered for worship, though the spirit of the age seems to be set against a public and corporate presence of the church in our society. Interestingly, in the California Guidance publication for places of worship, we see this phrase, convening in a congregational setting of multiple different households to practice a personal faith. How interesting. Did you get that? What we're doing this morning, according to our state government, is practicing a personal faith. Not a corporate faith. Please be clear about this. Definitely not then the universal or Catholic faith of the church once for all delivered to the saints, but a personal faith. And we just happen to like to do it together, I suppose. Maybe that's the idea. Jude, whom I just quoted, actually says to his readers, I exhort you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. The reasons for his exhortation were different in Jude's day and in the context of his relationship with his readers. But I think we should take his admonition upon ourselves in our day. We need to contend within our current cultural context for the faith of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Now, please remember, lest a riot develop and, you know, protests, that to contend for the faith once for all delivered of the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith mostly means love. And that also means praise and thanksgiving corporately here in God's holy space where we are called to gather and praise God and meet Him in word and in sacrament. I said earlier that the psalm for this day, a psalm of thanksgiving, is particularly appropriate. (coughs) Excuse me. The other reason it is particularly appropriate is the date today. We are on the Sunday, Sunday nearest our parish anniversary. On July 3rd of the year of our Lord, 2011, we held the first public service of St. Andrew's Church right here in this building. <clears throat> Please remember that many classical, traditional Anglican churches in Los Angeles and in New York City struggle to have more than 20 people attend on a regular basis. God has blessed us mightily at St. Andrews with a regular congregation for years that has been past 20 people, oftentimes almost double that. We, of course, should be very grateful to our Lord for his provision for St. Andrew's Church over the last nine years. He is always faithful. We manage to pay our bills. We have purchased, with God's help and a Reformed Episcopal Trust Fund, our building, 
we must, I believe, constantly be seeking ways that we as a congregation can show God our thanks and our praise, not only here in church, which is, of course, very appropriate, but in our lives. And part of that would be ministering to our neighbors, contending for the faith, bringing the good news to our communities. Mission does not stop (laughs) because we uh, have more than 20 people in our congregation. We, We want to bust the walls of our congregation. And yes, this is a hard culture to be doing it in in California, but God is faithful. All we need to do is be faithful to Him. We must always, as our motto has it, be worshiping, growing, and serving. This is the life of the church. This is the life of us together. And when we are scattered about our business during the work week. Yes, it is a personal faith that we must live out as persons, but it is also very much a corporate faith that we are called to live out together as we are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Our Lord speaks of his coming judgment in the middle of our psalm today. You see, the psalm begins with those verses I quoted, and then it is God speaking, depending on which commentator you're reading. Many will say it is Christ speaking in those middle verses. And then it ends again with commentary from the psalmist, and then a quote again from God. So our Lord speaks of his coming judgment in the middle of our psalm. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. Father Neil from the 19th century notes that the pillars are the apostles and all the other elect, whom once weak Christ hath strengthened by his resurrection. Strengthened in love, strengthened by the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost, whence it is written, Wisdom hath builded her house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars, and on these pillars a copious rain of allegories is praised. The saints, observes one of themselves, are fitly compared to pillars, for a pillar is tall, wherein is long-suffering. It is slender, denoting humility. It is level without projecting, implying poverty. It is round, signifying eternity, which they desire. We should be strong, he continues, as a pillar in faith, remarks another, as straight in equity, as erect in intention, as lofty in contemplation, as ready to bear up others by words of comfort, by intercession of prayer, by example of action. We have no small or mean calling, do we? We have the highest calling on earth, in fact, to be like Christ, who made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross." Indeed, the psalmist alludes to the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity in the first verse of his psalm. Your wondrous works declare that your name is near. 
The psalmist could see the coming of the Messiah. We, St. Andrew's Church, are called to, be, to continue Christ's incarnation with our lives. We are to be an icon of Christ who is the icon of the Father. Verses 6 and 7 from our psalm. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. God is the one who judges. We cannot effectively exalt ourselves, but must boast only of the name of Christ. As St. Paul says, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Are you ready to pick up your cross and follow Jesus? Our world is starting to look a little more likely to have a bad response to Christians who don't keep their personal faith to themselves and keep it behind the doors of their houses. Our response has to be that of St. Peter and the other apostles. We ought to obey God rather than men. And in all this, in all of God's faithfulness, faithfulness to us as a church, his faithfulness to our school ministry, preserving it for 21 years, in all this we are called to praise his name and to give thanks for his goodness to us. With the psalmist this morning, may we say, I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. For God says, all the horns of the wicked I will also cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Amen.